Good afternoon. So warm welcome to all of you. I know there's people from all over the diocese that have come today for the celebration, the solemnity of Our Lady, um, and for the consecration um, of Ukraine and Russia to Our Lady as well. Um, I can't believe there's so many people in this church. Like, this is pre-COVID, and I like it. <laughs> it's to be like this every week, right? Every week. So, but, but a warm welcome to all of you. Uh, thank you for being with us on this uh, beautiful day of Our Lady. Just so you know, I'm offering the Mass uh, this afternoon for, for the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia, as well as for the conversion of Vladimir Putin. You know, today's solemnity, in many ways, it, it celebrates a definitive step along the journey of salvation. So this divine plan in the heart of God comes to fulfillment in the, you know, in the prophecy of Isaiah through the surrender of two people. The obedient surrender of Jesus leaving the Father's side to become one of us. And the obedient surrender of Mary as she expressed her own fiat. Mary's obedience and her docility to God's word opened the door in many ways to the yes of Jesus. And what was his yes at the heart of it was this, his, the surrender of his own life, ultimately leading to his death on a cross so that you and I might be saved for all eternity. I know we hear that often, but I don't think we can hear it often enough because it does really does need to sink deeply into our hearts, this reality. So what do we mean by surrender? I mean, if you look in the dictionary, it says to yield to someone or something, or it's a full submission to someone or something. And as we all know, this can be very scary at times. This is, there's the fear of the unknown. It can be very paralyzing. From a Christian perspective, it can be described, I think, as a process of letting go of our way and choosing God's way instead. It's a surrender of the will. In other words, not what I want, but what God wants for me. We see this very clearly played out in the lives of Mary and Jesus. And I think we all believe that we should surrender our wills to God, right? How many of us believe we should surrender our wills to the Lord? Yet perhaps the greatest crisis we ever face is, in fact, that surrendering of our will. You know, the question, I think, is, as we reflect upon Mary's yes and, and Jesus's yes today, are, are you and I, are we willing to pay a, the personal cost it requires to a complete surrender? Because surrendering to the will of God, my dear friends, always comes at a cost. This is perhaps where the fear comes in, the fear of the unknown. Perhaps it brings questions that don't seem to have an answer. I mean, it did in Mary's case. We heard but she was greatly troubled, right? She was greatly troubled at what was said. And she pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then, as we heard, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. 
Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. But haven't we all found favor with God? As his beloved children? So why are we afraid to surrender everything to him? And what did Jesus say in his own question? Father, if you are willing, take this cup away from me. Still not my will, but yours be done. Jesus surrendered to the Father's will because he is aware of his identity as the beloved son. He too had favor with God. Mary is an example for us, isn't she? You know, God does not impose himself. God does not simply, he did not simply predetermine that Mary would respond to his plan for our salvation. God first sought her consent. And Mary said, I'm just the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be done to me as you say. Now, based upon Mary's response, there must have had been a deep surrender and trust and honor and hope and dependence and faith because her relationship with God, because of it, her faith overcame any fear as she surrendered her heart and her will and her body to God's invitation. It was God's initiative and Mary's response because God never forces anyone, you or me or anyone, to surrender. He never begs. He waits patiently, patiently until that person willingly yields to him. Yes, my friends, he is waiting for our deeper surrender. He's waiting for your deeper surrender, my deeper surrender. You know, God's fidelity is a great mystery, and in human terms, it doesn't make much sense. God's invitation to Mary and Mary's yes is a great mystery, and in human terms, perhaps it doesn't make much sense. But Mary's yes on a human level and on a spiritual level, level led to a surrender in love, a surrender to love himself, and for the sake of love. If we think about it, Mary's yes came out of her love for you and for me. We probably don't think about that too often, but her yes, becoming the mother of God, is because she loves you and she loves me. She must have had known the ramifications of conceiving a child outside of marriage. But in her yes, she lived in the mystery of the unknown as she pondered all these things in her heart. This is why you and I can surrender in the mystery of the unknown. We should reflect often, I think, upon our own faithfulness and our own surrender. But just as importantly, the incarnation is about the Father's faithfulness and his fidelity to us, to each of us, to us sinners, weak and poor, who are in great need. 
We don't always think about this, but we are called his beloved. You are his beloved, even though we've done nothing to deserve it or earn it. This is the Father's faithfulness and fidelity to each of us. So how do I and you and I respond to a love so deep, a fidelity that's so rich? How do you and I respond to God's faithfulness? You know, a heart that deeply knows the love of the Father in Christ Jesus, that deeply knows this reality, will not fear in giving his or her life away and then the greater the surrender will be. What is your fear level these days in this invitation of surrender? You know, this feast day is important for us today because of what it reveals. What happened in Nazareth is about the love and faithfulness of God intervening into a broken and fallen world, bringing us salvation through Mary. As we know, there are many titles given to Our Lady. Uh, two of them are Our Lady, Queen of Peace, which is needed now, right, especially among our brothers and sisters across the ocean, and Our Lady of Hope. So as we gather today, she's an example and a model for us and for the people of Ukraine. She's a model of perseverance in face of great struggles and hopelessness in life. So we pray that she's with our brothers and sisters in Ukraine in a very particular way today, as people are praying for them all across the globe. And Mary continually offers her son Jesus to us, to them, all of us, as a source of her hope and as a source of our hope. We can rely on this. She wants nothing more to fill our hearts with the hope that only her son Jesus can bring to us. So we ask that this hope and love through Mary today be poured out upon the broken and the fallen world in Ukraine and in Russia as we now consecrate these two countries to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So I invite you to please stand. <clears throat> 